You know, Doug, the, the music is so loud as we come in. I kind of wonder, can anybody hear us when we're doing that? Or maybe, maybe I need to let the music die down. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, well, brother? I'm good. It was uh, kind of, it's been an exhausting day today for some reason. I, you know, that I taught this morning out at the beach and then teaching lunch. But, you know, the, the text that we're going to be talking about next week on the air um, it's so important that Jesus said, if you don't understand this one, you're not going to understand any of my parables. You're not, you, you, yeah. this is the key. So it, it, there's a lot of responsibility there with making sure you explain that, oh, you know, man. well, you and I, there were things you shared and, uh, <laughs> I hope you don't mind this. I taught yesterday morning, uh, at the West side study mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll t- be teaching Friday. I've already got the text. Obviously, Westside, we're in First Kings and downtown on Friday mornings. I'm teaching through Acts. But, you know, isn't it interesting that I took a page or two full of notes from your your uh, teaching today and how God's Word is so, it's so vast and so, um, as I, I think about where it speaks about the Word implanted. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, man, I mean, there's so much in the text that we looked at today, which, again, as you said, we'll be working through next week in Mark chapter 1 through 20. Actually, I take that. Well, I guess we will be teaching. You're leaving town on yeah, Tuesday. But, yeah, but we'll do it on uh, Monday, yeah. and then you and, and uh, either Craig or yes, Brian or somebody. Uh, actually, will... Brian Andrews is going to come join me on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, he's so going to do both? Yeah, he'll right, do both. Good. And then, um, anyway, I, I'm, I'm obviously excited to continue in what we're teaching this week, but just like the word of God is, you know, we are very familiar with the, the parable of the, the soils, mm-hmm. uh, in Mark chapter four, verses one through 20. But as you've said before, I've shared it as well. It doesn't matter how many times you've taught through a particular passage. God has something for us. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't return. It will not return void. Yeah. It, and I'll tell you, you can, how many times have you said this? You can't plumb the depths of scripture. (laughs) It's just too much there. There's just so much there, but uh, it was good. Good group at both places. By the way, one of the things you said, and I think you and I discussed this, maybe having conversations about the parable of the soil, is you brought up Jeremiah 23. Mm -hmm. Well, you brought up Jeremiah 4. Four is, and is then the, you, yeah, the, and we looked at Jeremiah twenty three, you know, and I've I've had people ask me that Doug before. How do you, how do you get a love for God's word? How, how does how does God's word do its work in your heart? I often pray, God, till the soil of my heart, so that the seed of the gospel mm. would take root and that it would bear much fruit thirty sixty hundredfold yeah but you you kind of brought to light this idea 
that the breaking up of the soil of a hard heart comes by way of his word. Mm. Interesting that it's his word that causes you to love his word and to implant that word. Mm. And that the, the terminology used from Jeremiah was it's, it's like fire. Mm. Uh, and I, I loved your teaching even about the field that they would burn the field mm-hmm. to get rid of all the stuff so that they could see the rocks that were there or, yeah, or, I, or the hammer that I, broke up the rocks. I learned that stuff over in Israel. And I tell you, it's so helpful to be over there um, and seeing that stuff. But um, I'm just uh, so thankful that God allows me to teach his word. He mm-hmm. allows me to understand his word. It, it is a, a gift. Uh, it is a gift. Uh, it's a, it's a, a precious gift and I'm so thankful and and that's why uh, this week we've just taken time to dedicate to teaching about discernment and uh, our culture discernment in the church today because so uh, many people have really deviated when you when you get people out there that are making statements about unhitch from the Old Testament, uh, people that are saying you can't say the Bible says uh, we're, we're living in a time where there's a lot of people that can talk about the Bible, but they don't explain the scriptures. They don't explain the truths of those scriptures. And that's really what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are to be kingdom of priests and we are to be the people that bring the explanation. And that happens because we read the word, we study the word. But you saw today, and this is not really a hammering of any of our guys that are at SWAT. Because those guys, I would tell you that you would think most of those guys are fairly biblically literate, right? Sure. But how many of them knew that Jeremiah was where Jesus was alluding to? Mm. None of us, because we're that biblically illiterate. And uh, until we get to where we are literate in the Bible, uh, for instance, where you're reading in the New Testament, and all of a sudden you see something and you go, oh, yeah, I know what he's referencing mm-hmm. here. This is this is a reference to the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, this is a reference to here. And, and again, it's so massive, but... The Jewish people grew up, man, they were studying that at a very young age and memorizing it at a young age. So they would have known. And remember, the Bible was written from Jewish people to Jewish people. So it's really important that we remember that. Um, well, what, it made me think, Doug, a little bit about as we were looking at the, the four soils that we see in this parable. We're, again, we'll get into it next week. Is I think many in the church today are... Uh, or that kind of that thorny soil, uh, they're distracted. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, you remember the days when, uh, did Lori ever write you love letters? Yes. Did you only read half of them? No. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't wait to read all of them. No, especially you know I mean? when I was at, like, officer candidate <clears throat> Yeah, where you were away from yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, what is it, distance makes the heart grow fonder? Yeah. You know, when, when, uh, when, when Vicky would write me uh, notes, when we were separated, I, I would just, I'd read those letters multiple times. Mm-hmm. And you think about why would you unhitch from the old Testament? 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think of Job who said, can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? Mm-mm. God has given us his word. He's revealed himself to us in the scriptures. Why would we limit ourselves? Yeah. He's, it, Job, man, that's such a, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reading in Job right now devotionally in the mornings and it's, wow, it's just so, it's always so rich. Well, um, if you've missed Monday and Tuesday of this week, we, we took a step back from Mark where we're in our studies uh, back to that. Uh, but, we took a week off. Uh, we've been working through Mark since last September, and uh, we're in chapter uh, four now, but we took a break uh, to talk about discerning living in a deceptive world, guarding the good deposit. And we took a passage in Second Timothy 2, 14 through 19. And this came about because, um, you know, we were convicted uh, over the past Seven years, Lori and I have watched and promoted the Chosen series. I've had Dallas Jenkins on this program, who's the writer-director of it, several times. And, and we um, have repented publicly now, uh, yesterday and Monday and at the Bible studies last week, and repented before God that uh, we can no longer affirm the Chosen series. And we, we join with other ministry leaders in calling for Dallas Jenkins and other believers involved in that program to repent of partnering with false teachers and leading others into idolatry and diminishing the sufficiency of scripture. And, um, we, you can go back and listen to Monday or Tuesday, but the bottom line is that that there's a lot of problems there that good godly friends have warned about. And, uh, and we did not heed those. We, we rationalize those and that's what we do a lot of times. We we rationalize if we enjoy something, um, and we don't want to we don't want to stop it because we go well. We got we do have freedom in Christ. We do, but we don't have freedom to join in people who are joined with false teachers, and we don't have freedom to join in with people that are proclaiming a false gospel, or <clears throat> join in as in. Uh, Promoting it. Promoting it, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the guys today at SWAT asked me, you know, we, he's been listening, and I'm sure he's listening today, and I appreciate that, you know. that. And I think you may have brought this up on Monday, that we're not, we're not saying, or you're not saying <clears throat> that Dallas uh, Jenkins intended evil from this. No, um, I'm not saying that not there was... We're not judging intention. N- no, a- any more than I intended evil when I promoted e- it. Exactly. But, but... I was in error and I don't listen. I don't think Alistair Begg intended Mm. evil when he was talking to the grandmother, but, and I shared this verse with you yesterday from first Corinthians 13, six love does not celebrate evil. Mm -hmm. Anything that perverts the word of God, anything that perverts the gospel is evil. I mean, it's just, it's evil and love doesn't celebrate. So if you go to a wedding of a gay person, you go to the wedding or a homosexual or a lesbian or a transgender person, you're celebrating evil. The whole purpose is a celebration. You can say I'm not, Mm -hmm. but you're there. Not only a celebration, it's a ceremony in most cases. Yes. And so love does not celebrate 
evil. And uh, we talked about um, yesterday that when Paul rebuked the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians 11, he, he says, if somebody comes and proclaims a different Jesus, a different gospel, um, um, you put up with it readily enough. In other words, you don't stop it. And so we are in 2 Timothy 2, and we've looked at three um, ideas, really, that Paul laid out to Timothy that God calls us to exercise as well, and that's to be faithful servants, to be diligent stewards and alert sentries. And we really looked at the idea of what it means to be a faithful servant yesterday in verse 14. Today, we're going to look at being a diligent steward in verse 15, and then an alert sentry in verses 16 through uh, 19. We're going to finish the, the it all up. And um, if you um, are wondering, well, what is he talking about with the, the, the chosen series? Go back and listen to Monday or you listen Really, yeah, Monday it was where we went into it in great detail about some of the error that they have been sharing or people within that series have been sharing. And then um, Dallas Jenkins made the statement that we and our Mormon, he said Mormon brothers and sisters worship the same Jesus, which is not true. He tried to walk it back. You can find some YouTubes of where he tries, but you go back and listen to it. It's what he said. He didn't repent of it. He didn't say I was wrong. So we're going to look at some other things today as we look at what it means to be a diligent steward in Alert Century, and I hope you'll stay with us. Please do. If you're welcome to call this afternoon as well, numbers 844-777-7928. Love to hear from you. If you want to send us a comment or a question, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. A-S-K at SWAT, S-W-A-T, radio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life if you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here in studio this afternoon. SWAT Wednesday. If you're new to SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. 
And as always, we're going to be advancing truth, looking at Second Timothy chapter two today, and uh, we'll kind of put a put a bow on this today. You know, Doug, I was um, we're talking about discernment in light of the series, the chosen. And like you said, go back, listen to Monday and Tuesday if you want to get caught up as to what we're doing. And um, I was I, I shared this uh, this quote by Spurgeon uh, earlier today. Discernment is not a matter of simply telling the difference between right and wrong. Rather, mm. it is telling the difference between right and almost right. <laughs> right? That, yeah. How much is... Uh, a, how much poison is okay exactly and yeah that's part of the issue yeah. is yeah. that when you start putting words into the mouths or into the mouth of jesus even if it's a tv show it's a tv show about jesus that you're saying you want to drive people to the bible mm-hmm. you want to do this and plausible plausible doesn't mix with no. truth no, it's facts. No, it, and because here's the problem, and we're seeing it played out. People are quoting the character on the chosen who plays Jesus as authoritative. <laughs> that's that's where the problem yeah. lies. You know, when you see that. So when people start doing that, it is a problem. So uh, anyway. Um, you know, in this text in Timothy, Paul is is Paul is passing the baton to Timothy here, and he's called Timothy to make disciples. He's called Timothy to um, be faithful as a servant. We looked at last time in fourteen, and he says, "Do your best." In verse fifteen, in fact, Brad, I'm going to have you read it again. Second mm-hmm. Timothy two fourteen through nineteen. Yeah. Um. And and I want to. We're going to finish this out today, looking at being diligent as a server what is he saying there and and then being an alert century versus mm-hmm. like shutting down the error yeah good second uh, Go timothy 2 um verse 14 remind them of these things and charge them before god not to quarrel about words which does no good but only ruins the hearers do your best to present yourself to god as one approved a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Verse 16, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. Verse 19, but God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone whose name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. These are the words of God that Brad just read. And, you know, uh, verse 15, he says, do your best. Do your best to be one who's approved a worker make an effort he's saying work hard discipline yourself yeah it's you think about all the things we're diligent to do why is it when it comes to the study of the word of god we're not (laughs) 
Yeah, I tell you, my wife is diligent, man. She's in there yeah. digging and digging, digging, digging. But it it is something that we we like to sit back and be spoon fed. We don't like mm-hmm. to put in the hard work to study. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to God's truth, and you know, He says rightly handling the word singular by the way the word of truth the gospel the euangelion and the what it means to rightly handle is to cut straight uh hb charles who's a pastor here in town does a cutting it straight conference which is about correctly expositing the word of god and what paul's saying to timothy timothy you need to be a diligent steward diligent in the sense that you're going to Put forth your best effort to make sure that you are proclaiming as best you can what God, his word says. And, you know, Brad, the one central truth of scripture, all the Bible is in essence about the one central truth, which is we are sinful and we need a savior. And God sent Jesus, who is that savior, who died on my behalf to pay for my sins so that the Holy Spirit could come live in me so that I might serve him until he comes again. Mm. All of scripture kind of revolves around that one central truth. And so when Paul is telling Timothy to be a diligent steward and to cut straight, that's what he's talking about. And um, he goes on in verse 16 um, and he, he talks about avoid irreverent babble. That word, avoid in the greek is uh, it means stand around to push away it's almost like this guarding sense to to shut it down see our problem here is that we listen to very charismatic persuasive voices that are out there and it it doesn't matter whether philosophical voices religious progressives um or even you know modern psychology but they put out these ideas that go against the bible and biblical truth and so we make them fit with our bible we become sympathetic to them then we find ourselves having to dilute the truth and ultimately end up denying the truth and this is nothing more than syncretism we talked a little bit about it yesterday and syncretism means taking different things and making them one and as far as the churches goes, it's, it's taking God and making him fit together with pagan or worldly doctrine. Now, in the Old Testament, there's an example with uh, Aaron. Uh, you remember when Moses said, um, he goes, okay, I'm going up the mountain. God told him, Moses, I want you to go talk to the people. Tell them this is what I expect. Moses went and said it. And they said, yeah, yeah, we're all in. We're there. And then Moses goes to the mountain to go up and God says, I want you to offer two bulls or I want you to offer bulls as a sacrifice. So he offers a sacrifice and Moses goes up the mountain. He's gone. People don't know where he's at. And all of a sudden they start thinking, well, you know what? Maybe Moses died. What are we going to do? We need something that we can trust. And so they ask Aaron to build them golden bulls idols and you go wait a minute these are god's people they just saw him do all these Mm -hmm. miracles to get him out of there and aaron says okay here's your gods and then he says something really strange in exodus 32 5 he says 
okay, now let's make a sacrifice to Yahweh. He goes, these are your gods. Let's make a sacrifice to Yahweh. In other words, maybe if we sacrifice something to Yahweh, uh, these idols we made won't be so bad. We do that a lot in the Christendom. We, you know what? I'm going to church. Um, I'm reading my Bible, but I'm trying to bring in the world over here and let the world, this is, this is wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping an idol in this area of my life, but because I'm going to church, maybe God mm-hmm. will accept it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, it's syncretism. We just syncretize. Listen to what Zephaniah one says, verse four, I'll stretch out my hand against Judah, against all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I will cut off from this place, the remnant of Baal and the name of the idolatrous priest, along with the priest, those who bow down on the roofs to the host of heavens, those who bow down and swear to Yahweh, and yet they swear by Milcom. Milcom was an idol. Those who've turned their back from following Yahweh, who do not seek the Lord Yahweh or inquire of him. So you've got people doing that, and God says, nope, I'm going to strike you. I'm going to cut you off. And and so Paul says, uh, Timothy, you've got to avoid, stand around these, this babble, empty chatter, the empty chatter of Darwin, of Hitchens, mm-hmm. uh, the New Age movement of Rob Bell, Brian McLaren, all these people, um, psychologists, whoever it is, are just nothing more than finite, flawed men who are trying to redefine infinite truth. Humanistic ideas, Brad, that are plausible, but not true. Mm-hmm. Plausible. And so Paul says in verse 17, this stuff will spread like gangrene. The Greek there, spread, is the idea of giving pasture to or feeding. And so he says, you're going to feed this. It's going to spread if you don't shut it down. And it's going to spread like cancer, uh, which is basically dead tissue or dead cells that grow and kill the whole organ there. And what this leads to, Today, in our terms, is um, homosexual pastors, uh, uh, homosexual affirming churches. Yeah, it's, you can say you're a Christian and walk in disobedience to God's uh, design for man and woman. <clears throat> Theology that tickles the ears. Yes. But, you know, Brad, when you stop and think about it, did Spurgeon or Luther or Jonathan Edwards or Whitfield did they teach us that it was okay to affirm homosexuals? No. Was that ever in any of their teaching? No. Did they teach us that, you know what, uh, churches should be affirming of people that go against God's will just because it's more loving and compassionate? <laughs> they never taught that. It's not there, right? Uh, and why is it happening? Because of a cultural shift and movement that pressures the leaders in today's ministries and churches to cave in and to be sympathetic to these unbiblical ideas and almost like, you know what? They're not that bad. I mean, yes, they're, they're not God's word. They are going against it, but you know what? They don't know any better. And so what happens is people start diluting the biblical truth and then they ultimately deny it and they marginalize those that don't agree. And so uh, that's what we're seeing 
And, you know, another issue is women pastors. Uh, And I know that's a touchy subject with a lot of people, but there's enormous cultural pressure that has caused people to cave on this issue. Uh, It's not uh, Spurgeon or Whitfield or Luther teaching. You know what? Um, We should do this. There's no scriptural affirmation, none. And so for me, I'm going to stand on God's word. I'm not going to stand on the culture. And uh, when we come back, we're going to look at the fact that Paul names names, Hymenius and Philetus. He calls people out. And so uh, we also got a caller we'll look at when we come back from the break. Amen. Are you with us? Are you with us? <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call, the number is 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. Send us your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. We'll take a quick break and be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell with a big announcement today. One of life's most underappreciated talents is to know when it's time to move on to life's next chapter. So I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. The 82-year-old Kentucky lawmaker is the longest-serving Senate leader in history. Making the announcement this afternoon on the Senate floor, McConnell says he plans to serve out his Senate term, which ends in January 2027. Also at SRNews.com, the U.S. economy grew at a 3.2% annual pace from October through December and was propelled by healthy consumer spending, according to the Commerce Department, in a slight downgrade from its initial estimate. The expansion in the nation's gross domestic product was down from a red-hot 4.9% from July through September. Thunderstorms with large hail and several possible tornadoes have resulted in damage to parts of the Great Lakes region. Correspondent Haya Panjwani has that report. Large hail and tornadoes took down power lines and damaged homes into Wednesday morning. In Grand Blanc Township, Michigan, a possible tornado brought a lot of damage to the area, including torn down gas lines and damaged homes. The National Weather Service will be going through parts of Indiana, Michigan, and Illinois today to confirm whether or not a tornado hit. For now, over 27,000 customers in Ohio and nearly 15,000 customers in Michigan lost power early Wednesday. I'm high up in Juani. That on Wall Street. Stocks remain lower, the Dow now down 38 points, the NASDAQ losing 55. This is SRN News. After Adam and Eve sinned, they had to face the consequences. We read one of the results of disobedience in Genesis chapter 3 when God tells Eve, your desire shall be for your husband. Now scholars have talked a lot about what that phrase means. After studying it, I think God was telling Eve, you will have the urge or the impulse to oppose your husband and to control him. You see, the battle of the sexes began that day in the garden. The couple that had been created for intimacy now watched as a barrier came up between them. But Christ came to take on the consequences of our sin. When he lives inside a wife, she can learn to love her husband and experience the kind of oneness that Adam and Eve knew before they fell. Do you try to control or selfishly oppose your husband? Or do your actions show the love of Christ that can bring the battle of the sexes to an end? 
With Seeking Him, I'm Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth. University Boulevard East and Westbound's heavy from San Jose Boulevard past 95 to Beach Boulevard. Fort Caroline Road, no delays from Cessory straight out to the West Beltway. I-10's nonstop from 295 to downtown. Mostly cloudy with a breeze tonight, a low near 57. Thursday, breezy, cooler at 64. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here in studio today. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call, the number's 844-777-7928. We are talking this week about discerning living in a deceptive world, guarding the good deposit. And um, I know, Doug, I think we've got a call. Aaron, are you still on the line, brother? Yes, I am. Hey, welcome. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to say that you were correct. Yes, I have called before, but it's been about six months. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the school school bus duty person. Oh, glad but, to have um, you. It was in, yeah, you were talking about, like, I heard the Darwinism thing. Yeah. And it's just what I've watched recently on YouTube is they were talking about how Darwinism, how they've kind of got it wrong. And there's now more scientific people in the scientific community that are realizing that they're, it's not like it's the theory of evolution, but now it's coming out that it's more something more than that. Basically, um, and the, the one other video I watched talked about the, um, I guess, the scientific principles, but then yeah. there were like four biblical principles, and the scientific principles can't be proven at all. There's no evidence of it whatsoever. And now the biblical principles, the four of those, they're actually proof. And it was just, like I said, kind of interesting. You were talking about Darwinism and all that stuff and how it's like the, I guess what you call, I forget what you called it. There was something of the truth, like the pocket of truth. You know, I'm talking about you just said it when we were coming on back on. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, about just discernment. No, 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 no. Yeah. Dis- yeah. Well, just, I was truth. talking about discerning living in a deceptive world that, you know, Paul, right. Paul gave a command to his, his little child in the faith, Timothy, to guard the good deposit. And what oh, that's it, what it was. What the is deposit. the deposit? The deposit is the Word of God. Right. And that's what the scientific community is now coming almost to realize, where they have these theories that they thought, but they're realizing that that is not the case. It's actually more of like yeah. a, a single God doing things in the world. You know, well, you know what's incredible, Aaron, is that at one point in his life, Darwin, Charles Darwin, actually uh, professed to be a Christian. Uh, but it was later in life where he kind of walked away from Christ um, and, um, and, and denied the existence of God later in his life. And, and so 
but whether it's Darwin or Hitchens or any of those guys, or even like religious guys like mm-hmm. Brian McLaren or Rob Bell, progressive guys, uh, or the New Age right. movement, you, these are all humanistic ideas that are trying to redefine infinite truth, what God's word said. And, you know, um, Romans says they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and they worshiped and served created things. And and we do, we worship science today. I mean, like, you know, we, we really do. And uh, that's just one thing uh, that, people bring up i mean you don't hear people bringing that up at bible studies but you do hear people more and more now talking about well you know i don't think it's a problem to to affirm somebody if you know if god made them that way they can't change you know and and so um no that's not right you've got to speak truthfully uh first corinthians 13 says Love does not celebrate evil. It doesn't. It doesn't celebrate evil. And whether it's uh, the homosexual movement or whether it's uh, transgenderism or, or even uh, an unbiblical thing such as women pastors. You know, women pastors. I remember Steve Farrar, who was a mentor of mine, said he was called to a church up somewhere in the Midwest to meet with the elders and they said well they were having a real issue with the elders ready to split the church over and they brought him in there to help them work through some of these issues and one of the key sticking issues was they wanted to ordain women elders in the church and he said well if you do that you might as well go ahead and ordain uh homosexual elders because once you step over the Mm -hmm. line that paul clearly states and god states through paul in his word um, you're you're gonna do it, and I and, and listen. If you go back and you look at the churches that first ordained women elders and priests and pastors, those a lot of those churches, if not the majority of them today, are LGBTQ affirming churches. It's exactly what he said. So, uh, but anyway, Aaron, thank you for calling in. I appreciate you being willing to uh, call, and and uh, thank you for listening to SWAT Radio. Yep, no problem. And again, it's kind of interesting that 5,000 plus scientific community people are actually starting to lean away from science and more towards something not scientific. Yeah. Yeah. Well, may we be there to declare God's word in that because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Well, and one final comment on that note is that science has never disproved anything in the Bible. Mm. If there's been anything scientific discovered, it's always been affirming to the biblical truth, right? And that's why so many scientists are coming. Yeah, that's why so many scientists are coming on board. But on the flip side of that, if I could just say, isn't it interesting, though, when when we're looking at God-created male and female science, the science community wants to say, uh, no, he didn't. (laughs) You know what I mean? A girl can be a boy and a boy can be a girl. Yeah, and I think that's actually starting to change too with what I've been watching. Yeah, hope and so. Reading. Yeah, I hope so. so. It'll be slow progress, but still progress nonetheless. No, no doubt, Aaron. Good to hear from you, brother. All right, thank you. You bet, man. Well, hey, it, Doug, I was I was sitting here thinking, and and it's you mentioned people like Darwin or Dawkins or Hitchens or McLaren or Rob Bell. Well, it doesn't end there. There, there's a list of those kinds of people out there who are. Um, 
you know, they have crafty speech. You know, you can't help but think of, of Paul who said, and my speech and my message were not of plausible mm-hmm. words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it goes back to the idea that we're, we're not to be children who are tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Mm-hmm. We have God's word. Guard that deposit. Well, we have to. And one, one thing now, because of media, because of social media, and because of charismatic type people like a, like a Bill Johnson out at Bethel Church in Redding, California, those kind of people are are false teachers and they use the same words we do, but they use different definitions for those words and they don't stand by biblical truth. Bill Johnson, who leads that Bethel church out there, um, that church is a big part of what's called the new apostolic reformation, which is unbiblical and very spiritually dangerous. And they promote the word of faith, the prosperity gospel and, Bill Johnson said he was speaking and said that he was at a place and a woman that he prayed for or talked to or what he was speaking about had three amputated toes grow back at a service he was preaching at. And people, they actually started a website called Show Me the Toes because people are saying, listen, if you've got proof of this, we want to know. You would think that a, a miracle on those lines, appendages mm-hmm. actually growing back, um, this is something three toes were gone and they grew back is what he maintains would be on national news. Some faith healer actually grows toes back. And he... He, you, you listen to Bill Johnson. He just starts going off on tangents. It's talked about angel feathers out there, actual angel feathers coming down, angel dust, all kinds of weird glory clouds, that kind of stuff of gold dust uh, falling from the ceiling. Just really bizarre, which is in itself bad. But John. Wimber was a guy who really influenced Bill Johnson and the whole Bethel movement. And the problem is, Brad, you get Bethel music, which it comes out of that church. They Mm -hmm. actually put out a lot of music production and people love their praise music, which sometimes doesn't have great theology. It's just got a good sound. So we like it. So we sing it and it's repetitive, but these people that, you know, Bill Johnson teaches that people today get direct words from God and that the office of apostle and prophet is still active. Um, and, um, and basically he diminishes the sufficiency of the Bible. We got to keep adding to it. And he does these healing and deliverance services and because you got to have signs and wonders, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and he criticizes, this is a bad thing too. He criticizes people who rely on the Bible more than the Holy Spirit. Well, we know that we can't even understand the Bible without the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of ridiculous. Like, (laughs) we have to have the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to us. Um, 
And he says that most Christians operate under a trinity of the Father, Son, and the Holy Bible. Is that not crazy? That's crazy. He diminishes God's word. God says he honors his word up above his name. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, call us this afternoon. One more segment. We'd love to hear from you. Aaron, thanks for calling. 844-777-7928. Call us. Email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Love to take your questions here. And uh, we'll take a quick break. Be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches listen at 91.7. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touch down in the cold black top, hold on for the sudden stop, breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. All those people go. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. By the way, if you were unable to make it to one of the SWAT Bible studies today, uh, there's another one going on tomorrow morning at 6 30. Better be an early riser. Yeah, six fifteen. Six six fifteen. Actually, at the yeah, they've changed it. It's six fifteen, and it's at um the about uh, the like the wounded warrior building. Yes, there. it's in it's at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, which is uh, right there at the wounded warrior building. Go just go to uh, SWATradio.com, Click on the meetings tab. You'll see the location there. And uh, if you can't make it to that one, you have a uh, a Zoom call tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. You got a lot of guys who are tuning in, uh, calling into that from all over the country. And uh, I've had the privilege of getting on that, and mm-hmm. teaching and being a, a, a receiver of it. So it's definitely worth uh, worth going to. Well, we're going to put a put a wrap on it here on this last segment as we're looking at uh, we're discussing just discernment, discerning living in a deceptive world, and uh, you know we were talking there in that last segment about uh, even just on the topic of women pastors in the church. Yeah, where where do you draw the line? What what are the what are the things we're seeing in this culture? And, you know, when we depart, when we depart from what God has given us in his word, we're not guarding no. this deposit that and, we've been given. And what did Jesus say? He said, you will know them by their fruits. And, you know, the reason I bring up Bill Johnson's name, it is a very, very big movement. Bethel music is huge. You hear their songs on the radio all the time. They're a part of it. Uh, and and they do bizarre things out there. Have you ever heard of grave sucking? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I'm just it, imagining it, it, what I, this I, is. So, so it's the act of lying across a physical grave of a deceased preacher or evangelist for the purpose of pulling out the power of the spirit, mm. a power that was trapped in the body upon that person's death. I mean, think about that. This is, they taught this out there Mm. and um, it's, it's based upon basically taking the mantle of like Elijah before, but after they're dead and the, they, they believe that God uses the Holy spirit to anoint certain people with a specific purpose as healing or prophecy or, or, and, and when that person dies, God's work is thwarted as if God's work could be thwarted, right? I mean, um, thus the Holy Spirit's just wasted and lying away. And so th- this is crazy. This is the kind of stuff that happens when you start going away from the truth of God's word. And Hymenius and Philetus were two men who did, and Paul named names. You know, in today's culture, Brad, it's not very loving to name names, but they did. Uh, Paul did verse 18 says they swerved from the truth of the resurrection. They were teaching that Jesus didn't bodily resurrect that we won't bodily resurrect. And so Paul calls them out by name. And then he says this in verse 19, God's firm foundation stands. In other words, no matter, no matter how many fall away, his elect are going to stand true. And you read it. The Lord knows those who are his. That's a direct quote from number 16. And it's about Korah's rebellion in the Old Testament where Korah said, who do you think you are, Moses? Mm -hmm. I'm just as holy as you are. Mm. I got just as much right to tell people what God's saying as you do. And God said, hey, uh, Moses, you might want to move away from Korah right now because uh, it's going to be dangerous to be near him because God killed Korah. He said, I know who those are who are mine. And he made it clear. And then he Now, Paul makes this statement because he will depart from iniquity, from wickedness. And in 1 John 3, it says, if you make a practice of sinning, you don't really love him. Because if you love him, you're not going to want to do that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you won't 
stumble, but it means you're not going to make a practice of it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to continue to want to do it. And so as we look at these areas of being a faithful servant, being a diligent steward, being an alert sentry, we have to ask ourselves the question, am I faithful to shut down error when error is promoted around me? You know, Brad, I, it's one thing not to know, like, like when you, like most people I've talked to pastors had no idea about the chosen, no idea. None of this stuff was going on in the background. They have no idea about Bill Johnson. Mm -hmm. They just don't know. Right. But once you know, like Brad, I can't listen to Bethel music because of the, the garbage that comes out of Bethel church. And it's wrong. It's, it's, it's a prosperity gospel. It's wrong. And I can't listen to it. And you need to be really careful of the associations you have. Once you find out about something, how, how you know, like how, how much will I put up with? Paul says you mm-hmm. put up with it easily enough. If these people are teaching things that are unbiblical, you do not want to be associated with it. Yeah. Well, Paul says, uh, you know, such men are false false apostles. They're deceitful workmen disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Yeah. says, no, no wonder, no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like that whole idea that being discerning about what's right and what's almost right. What's almost right is wrong. That's right. <laughs> I didn't even mean that that yeah, way, but it right. is. You're, you're, you're right. So, so am I faithful to shut it down? If we, you and me, really to, were to think back over the, let's say, the last twenty years of our life, think about how many times we've been around error. At least in my life, I can't speak for you necessarily, but I can speak for me. But sometimes it's just not comfortable to speak out against it for for whatever reason. Not only that, how many times have we heard error and didn't even know it? Well, that's true, too. You know, you you can't call it out if you don't know it's error. That's right. And you're not going to know it's error unless it's kind of like we talked about the counterfeit money. How do you know counterfeit money? Yeah, one you of look the, at the real thing. Yeah, one of the SWAT guys asked me today, he was talking about, you know, when Jesus comes back, you know, what he was asking the question, what if AI creates some kind of false presentation of Jesus' return through technology, satellites, or whatever, you know, and media? How will we know? And I said, how do you know anything, whether it's true or not? the word Mm -hmm. how does it stack up against god's word if it's really jesus then he's not going to deviate from his word what he's given us he's going to be true to that um he said his word stands right his word is going to stand so you have to know his word so am i a person of the book do 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 i value what politicians celebrities influencers what they say uh more than god's word or even a family member am i worried about a family member's feelings more than god's word being honored and and 
authenticated in front of somebody. Like, again, that passage in 1 Corinthians 13 is so crucial. Love doesn't celebrate evil ever. Instead, it rejoices at the truth. It rejoices at the truth. Um, and so are, are we going to stand on that truth? I am. I know you are. Uh, and at SWAT, we, we're going to stand on the truth of God's word, not on the popularity of the culture. And as we move further into uh, our year, we're going to see, um, I think, as we get closer to the election, even people are going to get more divisive. And I read an article the other day it talked about the the backlash against Christian groups, Christian organizations, against Christians in general mm -hmm. in the U.S. And I, I can remember a guy saying a few years ago, you know, we're probably going to see Christians thrown in jail in this country. Yeah. We are. Could be. Could be. Yeah. It's happening elsewhere. There's no reason why it wouldn't happen here, the yeah. direction we're headed. Yeah. You know. So um, that, that really – hopefully has been encouraging for you this week to think about that passage, second Timothy two, 14 through 19, be a faithful steward, be a diligent, I mean, a faithful servant, be a faith, diligent steward and be an alert sentry out there. Shut it down. Don't be synchronistic. Don't, don't take the world and try to mold God in or 